What does this podcast segment have to do with the Vancouver Winter Olympics in 2010? Well, it's admittedly an indirect connection. On the back cover of Up the Winter Trail, once it's released in the fall of 2006, you'll find a small map showing uh, the important places along the south coast of British Columbia. Well, of course, that's the important places as perceived by Wayne, the author. So with similar sized dots, you'll see Vancouver, Whistler, Victoria, and Powell River. And that's meant to put it in the perspective of international visitors who really don't know the area and want to know where things are. Well, stand to reason that they'll get to know Vancouver and maybe even Victoria, certainly Whistler, where many of the uh, winter games are going to be held. And then there's Powell River. Now, the interesting thing about this little map, if you look at it, and it's pretty much the scale, although it's a tiny map, is Vancouver, Whistler, and Powell River form a triangle. And in fact, it's almost an isosceles triangle. It's really not that far from Vancouver to Powell River, about 80 statute miles. What's that? 120 kilometers for you Canadians. Um, and the triangle shows that going from Vancouver to Whistler is almost as far as going from Vancouver to Powell River, or from Whistler to Powell River. So the thought is, and admittedly this is a little bit of marketing hype, that um, winter visitors coming in from across the world, to say nothing about Canadian visitors, should come to Powell River because this is a winter wonderland in a different way than Vancouver, Whistler, or certainly Victoria. The remoteness of the region. Yes, getting here from Vancouver or certainly from Whistler it would be nice if it was a straight shot, but by ferry, it's a little bit lengthy. But what we have here, even if Powell River does nothing else special for the Olympics, and I'm sure Powell River will be doing lots of special things for the Winter Olympics in 2010, but even if Powell River did nothing for the Winter Olympics besides being there, it's a place where international visitors, because they're coming for winter sports, could see a true remote winter wonderland region. So the thought is, maybe this entire book, although that was not its purpose when it was originally written, will give the international visitor a preview of what Powell River will be like if they come to visit. And of course, we hope they do. Now, this is the preface to Up the Winter Trail, still not written, but soon to be published. And um, it paints a rather strange picture of the boarding, border crossing. And in fact, border crossing will be a real ease for international visitors in 2010. I'm sure of that because already the immigration authorities are working towards that goal, and it's already a speedy, simple process. But of course, if you're a visitor, you're always a little bit apprehensive, and maybe you should be. But if you're an international visitor right now listening to this, planning to come to the 2010 Winter Games and come visit Powell River's Winter Wonderland, be assured that your luck as a visitor will be better than mine. This is the preface 
to up the winter trail entitled Canadian Visitor. So convince me, says the steely-eyed blonde woman dressed in an immigration uniform, her shirt covered by an intimidating bulletproof vest. What evidence can you provide? Convince me that your permanent home is in the United States. I thought I was already in Canada when I cleared the entry gate at the Peace Arch near Vancouver, but I was wrong. If I had continued to drive, I would have been in Canada, but instead, I committed the ultimate error. I pulled into the public parking area just past the gate and walked into the immigration office to ask a question. I am now in the no man's land between borders. Well, I have a home in California and I'm self-employed there as an author and publisher. I answer with my best face of false confidence. Things have shifted in the past few minutes from a few simple, I thought, questions to a defensive posture. I carry plenty of documents to verify my Canadian seasonal residence, but little to prove my U.S. permanence. A copy of the title to my house in the States and my California car registration would have been a nice start, but I have nothing except a California driver's license. I'm a visitor to Canada. An issue today is to prove I am not residing there permanently. An author, she asked suspiciously, self-employed. A self-employed author doesn't carry a lot of official looking documents to verify his status. I could have told her I am a philosopher seeking world peace, and it would have sounded equally valid. For a moment, I consider reaching into my backpack and pulling out a copy of one of my books. Then I decide it might make things worse. Is Power River Books a U.S. or Canadian publisher? The truth is that it is both, but I am not sure it would settle well here. Leave worse enough alone. I write stories about coastal BC in the US, in Canada too, but only as a visitor. Stumble, stumble. It's getting worse by the moment. She says nothing, but gives me a look indicating this is not the proof she is seeking. Or maybe she is hoping for lack of proof. Is there a Canadian immigration prison? Could I be deported for asking a question? I reconsider the books in my backpack, then reach in and take a chance. This is one of my books. I state with an attempt at self-assurance. I slide up the lake quietly onto the counter, now careful not to plop it down with too much confidence. She doesn't touch it, but stares at the cover for a few seconds. Is that a garden? she asks. For the first time with a lilted voice, it sounds like true curiosity. It's a floating garden, I say proudly. I took the photo from the front porch of my cabin on Powell Lake. If you look closely, that's a double rainbow. The immigration officer bends over the counter to inspect the cover photo with what looks like genuine interest. I reach down and flip the book over, slowly now. And that's a picture of my cabin, a floating cabin. Wow. It's said with a sense 
of exclamation. Best of all, it is a definite wow. I let her absorb the photo of cabin number three and hole in the wall. Below the photo, on the bottom of the back cover, is a majestic picture of glaciated peaks with quads in the foreground. I write about coastal BC, but I treat things from my position as an American, not a visitor. Maybe I should just keep my mouth shut. She continues to inspect the back cover of the book and smiles for a fleeting moment. I knew she had it in her. Then she looks at me, all expression immediately erased from her face, and says in a matter-of-fact tone, I'm going to type up a visitor record. Welcome to Canada. As the author of the Up the Lake series, I thank you for listening to this podcast, and I invite you to uh, check out the recently overhauled Power River Books website at www.powriverbooks.com.